Welcome to episode 59 of Dealer Process Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Cheatham. I'm here with my co-hosts, Brian Steele and Sterling Brown. What's happening, guys? What's going on, Phil? What's going on, Phil? So long awaited. You guys aren't even aware of this yet, but this has been a long awaited show. Something I think uh, pretty much it, probably most podcasts first show. I don't know if you guys have actually ever told me specifically to do this one, but told me to do topics like this one before. And uh, I think it's going to be fun because I think it's time. And for episode 59, we're going to do Brian Steele, Philip Cheatham's and Sterling Brown's. And let's do it in that order. Craziest car business story that you want to tell first. So not the craziest that you, because if you've you've been in this business long enough, I don't think uh, there really is a craziest. There's a whole bunch of different levels of crazy. But what is the first one that comes to your mind that you want to tell? And uh, take a break from all the training and all the other stuff. And uh, let's get into it, guys. So... Should we flip a quarter or should we go with the order that I started off with? I like the order you said because it gives me time to figure out which story I want to go with. So, Sterling, so does wants, that mean I'm up? Sterling wants to go last. Yeah, let's make Brian Steele, baby. I want to hear it. Uh, there's a few. There's there's a few like finding so the one things and trade ins. The one you want to tell first, just hitting you guys with this. You guys should be excited. I know you guys didn't know about this. You didn't know I was going to do this, but um, this is a little twist for uh, our usual subject matter, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, man. So the craziest one you want to tell first, because I'm probably going to do a follow-up to this right after this. Yeah, so so I worked at a subprime store and... I'm not story. Hey, Brian, I think, I think you're breaking. Hey, Brian, I think you're breaking up. So we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll cut this out. So, um, I think you're in a parking garage. Let's wait for Brian to get through the parking garage. Um, just going into this story. Hey, Sterling, maybe, maybe, uh, top three, just give us headlines of the top three craziest stories that have ever you know, that you'd want to talk about first. And uh, maybe we'll talk about some of them later, get an audience pick of out of the top three, whichever one you choose to talk about next uh, while uh, Brian walks through a parking garage, man. Top three stories. I had a hard time landing on one. Um, I don't want to give a preview on that one. Uh, the one that was the runner up was a, a story about these these two people that made buying a car the most difficult process ever. Um, And being able to control uh, what you say, but still being able to get your point across, that would be the main gist of it. Um, There's some more interesting stuff there, but that's why it was a runner up is uh, just don't want to get into the details and be too negative. So the other one I think is a little bit more amusing while also being equally as frustrating. Let's choose them. Let's go with amusing. Maybe this is good. Brian, Brian uh, rolled through. I don't care if it's amusing because you're the type of guy that laughs at people that break their legs. Um, I'm not that type of guy, but uh, I actually don't fault those type of people. Um, so, but if you're the type of guy that uh, laughs at people breaking their legs, like that type of story is completely okay. 
just the amusing, uh, most amusing story that comes to your mind, I guess, because that's what I think I'm going with. Uh, but I've got a dozen of those, but I'm going to go with a good one. Uh, Brian, you there, man? Yeah. So can you, you ready? Okay. Yeah. I think we I'm can ready. hear you now. Yeah. So I worked at a subprime store and would do spot delivery. And so, you know, we'd put customers in cars and this one's, you know, this one's just kind of crazy the way that it worked out. But, uh, I had a, I had a deal that I hadn't gotten hung yet. hadn't got it funded, still needed stuff from the customers. And, uh, I called them and said, Hey, um, we need to wrap up your loan. I need you to do X, Y, Z so I can get your loan done. And they said, well, we're on our way to Vermont and I'm in Utah. So I'm like, Oh, really? You're on your way to Vermont. And they're like, and, and if you've got a problem getting our loan done, you can come pick up the car in Vermont. That's clear across the country. And I was like, well, you guys are already like halfway across the country or what? And they're like, yeah, we're in like Topeka, you know, and we're on our way to Vermont. And I said, Oh, really? I said, that's not good. Your, your loan's not done. You might need to flip around and, you know, come get this handled because, you know, I don't want to be picking a car up out of Vermont. And uh, I said, well, that's what's going to happen. And they hung up the phone on me. So I started dialing through the phone book, trying to find like a tow guy or a repo guy in like Topeka or wherever it was. And he's like, I get someone on the phone. He's like, it's actually a pretty small town. And I said, yeah, it sounds like they're staying overnight there. And he's like, oh, there's only a couple strip motels. Let me just go drive and see if I can see it. And so he drives past the place. And he's like, oh, you'll never believe this. They're getting in the car. I'm like, well, follow it. And so he goes and follows the car. He's like, they just pulled into Walmart. I'm like, okay, pop it. And so he goes and hooks the car. They come out like madder than hell get on the phone with me and they're like, what the crap did you just do? I said, well, you guys told me to, you guys told me to kick rocks. So not a lot I can do for you. If you want to show up at the impound yard in the morning, you can get your stuff out of the car and somehow managed to snag a car halfway across the country because these people decided that they were just going to take off with my car. I thought that one was pretty crazy. It was like oh, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Awesome. So that story absolutely brings up like, I don't know, 50 stories, probably for me, like a, a, so many, I, I probably could pull three out. Uh, and great story, Brian, appreciate it. And uh, I'm gonna go a little bit different route. And I'm going to talk about something I kind of talked about in my book. And uh, I guess, uh, hold on real quick. So before I, before I tell this story, I'm going to read a little, I'm going to read something. This is just out of the front of my book real quick. So, uh, it's a disclaimer and, uh, this book is for educational purposes only. So essentially what I'm about to tell you is uh, the views and views expressed are those of the author alone. The reader is responsible for his or her own actions, adherence to all applicable laws and regulations, including international, federal, state, and local governing, professional licensing, business practices, advertising, and all other aspects of doing business in the United States, Canada, or any other jurisdiction is the sole responsibility of the purchaser or reader. Neither the author nor the publisher assumes any responsibility or liability whatsoever on behalf of the purchaser. Well, that was the wrong one. 
Okay, so I read that one. Uh, this is the right one. So the characters and events portrayed in this book are fictitious. Any similarity to real persons, living or dead, is coincidental and not intended by my story. No part of this story may be reproduced or stored. Okay, cool. So anyway, uh, what was it again? Let me read it one more time. The characters and events portrayed in the story are fictitious. Any similarity to real persons, living or dead, is coincidental and not intended. That was what I really wanted to read. So anyway, um, yeah, when I basically first started as a salesman, um, sitting there, it's probably 7.30, 8 at night. We close at 9. And we had uh, one of our sales managers who was awesome. And the way I would have always pictured him was he lived in like a nice big house, had a big family, which he did. He had a big family, had a nice house. And uh, and he was a good guy and, and this, that, and the other. So one of the salespeople comes up to me and they go, hey, Phil, can you drive, uh, can you drive so-and-so home? And I was like, I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, what's up? He needs, uh, he was like, oh yeah, well, uh, take him home. And they, they all start laughing and I didn't know why they were laughing. I'm trying to remember different things that they said. Regardless, short, long story short, I come to find out that I'm driving him home to the work release facility and, uh, he's on probation and, uh, he's been arrested in the dealership many times and uh, is in and out of jail and actually lives at the work release facility in the city that we were living in. Uh, so had to drive him uh, basically home to the jail and drop him off at the jail. And in the morning, he needed to be picked up from the jail. So for whatever reason, he I drove by where he basically was. So I would go by there and I would pick him up and I would drop him off every day. I actually became very good friends with this man. I love this man. Um, of course, all, this story is completely fictitious, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, when I first started in the car business, luxury store, nice luxury store, and we were driving the, uh, the man and dropping him off and picking him up from the work release facility. So that's the, that's the, that's the craziest car business story that I want to tell first. It's just crazy. If you want to know more about it, I go into detail in my book. Both of you guys have, uh, I think, read about this already. So, Sterling, baby, you're up. So mine is more just uh, the entertaining story. It kind of combines a lot of different customers into one. Um, it was a college-age kid uh, buying a uh, luxury vehicle with his mom. And his mom was there to make sure that he didn't get taken advantage of. The only problem was that she didn't understand how to buy a vehicle. So the vehicle was sold with um, what you know we call preloads. I'm in the finance office, so it has the appearance protection uh, in addition to two other items that makes up the preloads. It had been explained by the salesperson to uh, both the mother and the son, and they were ready to move forward with the transaction. Another uh, finance manager had already gotten the deal approved because with him being of college age, uh, had some steps that had to be gotten ahead of time and in-house. So all the steps are in-house, deals agreed to. Um, as I kind of go into the beginning parts before the menu presentation, just like conversation, like the first form being just like the application for title, uh, the, the mom interrupts and like starts asking me to verify everything the salesperson's already told her 
like the selling price of the vehicle, um, the wanting to see the taxes and the fees. And so I said, we're definitely going to get there, but I have an order that I go in and I explain the order and she goes, okay. So we go through the title work. And even though I explain what the documents are, they pick up and they read every single page together. So this is of course during closing time and um, we close at eight and uh, about 7.45, sun's starting to set. And uh, she looks at, the mom looks at me suddenly and goes, oh, what time is it? And I go, 7.45. She goes, what time does Whole Foods close? And I said, <laughs> I don't know. But at this point I'm already amused because the deal's going on for 30 minutes to the point where the salesperson kind of is walking by the office just to get a feel for it. So he walks by and I said, hey, uh, what time does Whole Foods close? And he goes, what? And I go, yeah, she just wanted to know what time Whole Foods closes. And he goes, I, and I'll look it up. And he looked it up. He goes, they close at eight. And she goes, well, we got to go to Whole Foods before they close tonight. And <laughs> I, said, I said, we close at eight. And she goes, well, then I guess we'll just have to do this whole thing tomorrow. And the salesperson goes, hey, go, nope, go nope. on over to Whole Foods, make them stay open another hour. And that's, past and that's closing time. That's what the salesperson said. You got to get to mobile before they close. <laughs> that's what the salesperson did. He uh, said, I guess we're going to Whole Foods. So he uh, picked, he took the mom, and then the son was going to finish signing. So he gets oh, to Whole no, Foods. Oh, no, I like that. He made the right move. He just took him over there. Yeah, he took, he took the mom over there to get whatever she needed. I guess she had another child who maybe had a baby somewhere in that neighborhood. So they needed some See, crazy supplies. people out there, you love buying cars. Come on. Yep. Don't lie. So, they say they hate buying cars so much. They love buying cars. What, what, what other experience do you get to go hijack a guy in the, you know, before he goes home to his family and get him to take you to Whole Foods? Exactly. And then so the son was reading all the paperwork while the mom was gone. And uh, it almost felt like he was stalling, but at that point, I'm I'm like I'm like I'm not going to be able to rush these people at all. So I'm enjoying the moment. Like we literally talked about everything. Like I entertained every single question he brought up, and I was respectful, but I'm just enjoying it because I'm like I know what's going to happen when the salesperson comes back. He expects this deal to be all done and finished, right? So I already did my menu presentation. Uh, no additional items were selected. Um, I explained the the purchase agreement, the financing document, and everything's good to go. Um, he just was still reading the contract when the mom came back and the salesperson goes, all right, perfect. And she had her whole food bags with her. So I know the trip was a success and he goes, all right, so we're ready to go. And I go, Oh what, no, he's still not. He's still what finished is, wait, signing. Wait, wait, what did she need to get from whole foods? I just got to ask. I think it was her other daughter had had a baby. And so she said that they needed like some baby food and some other stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so she comes back with the food and we're still not done signing. And he has a, just a shocked look on his face because they come back probably around 8.30, 8.45. And uh, we're 45 minutes past close and still not finished signing documents. Um, but everything went pretty smooth. We spent the next 30 minutes uh, finishing up. And about 9.15, they were ready to take delivery of the vehicle. And uh, they took delivery. Uh, it takes about 15, 20 minutes to go over everything. And uh, wouldn't you know it, they came back the next day because they found out we stuck in those preloads on them and didn't tell them about it. <laughs> so, so, so we had to redo the paperwork without the preloads. And I just so, thought that was the funniest thing because, you know, it doesn't matter way that, how long you take. It just you know, that, that, was what, that was what was going to happen. 
No, nah, great story, man. The only way this story would have possibly been better if it's just she came back to Whole Foods like I do when I go there just not to shop, but just <laughs> to go get some stuff. And she was like eating some uh, tuna rolls with some prosciutto and grapefruit juice. And that's all she got. <laughs> I got to get to Whole Foods. <laughs> that's the only way that story would have been better. So anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Brian and Sterling, for your stories. Uh, if you tune into the next episode, we'll probably do something similar to this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I tend to be like, hey, I want to make it educational. We got to keep it educational. So uh, everybody that listens know that I you know, I always have that in the back of my, my, my mind. But sometimes we got to have a little bit of fun. So uh, tune in. See you guys next time. Have a great night. Have a good night, everybody. Have a great night.